Welcome to the Love Lab podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single or couple, this is the show for you because, well, sex matters. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Céline Remy. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab podcast. This is episode 86 and it's titled, What is your sexual personality type? All right. Everybody loves to do personality tests. They're like the biggest thing on Facebook and all the other social media, and everybody's putting them on their websites. Why? Because they are fun. Mm -hmm. But if you can also learn something from it, something useful that you could use in your life, then that's even better. So we have a special guest today, and we're going to dive into a personality type uh, test that she has, and I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah, we're going to make it sexual and sexy and juicy and all of that. Um, but before we introduce our guest, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, uh, Power and Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. You can find it at powerandmastery.com. So... Today, we have a special guest. Her name is Vanessa Marine, and she is a licensed sex therapist specializing in helping people create extraordinary relationships and sex lives. Through her online courses like Finishing School and How to Orgasm and The Passion Project, A Couple's Blueprint to Rediscovering Desire and Reigniting the Spark, as well as her one-on-one -on -one coaching work, she helps people stop feeling embarrassed about sex and start having way more fun in the bedroom. Sounds just like what we do, so we're really excited. <laughs> She's also joined in the business by her husband, Xander, and the two of them facilitate honest conversations about the challenges facing modern-day couples and equip people with actionable, practical tools. Yes, another team, just like us. We're so excited. So today we have Vanessa here with us. So welcome, Vanessa. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a pretty impressive uh, bio that you have there. So we're really excited to dig into some of your knowledge and see what we can pull out there. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's always so funny listening to a description of yourself. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm blushing. <laughs> Enjoy it because apparently you've earned it. You've put a lot of work in to be where you are. Yes, yes. So let's dive right in because the questions are always the juicy part. And before we get into the personality quiz itself, I want to learn a little bit more about you. And so I'm always curious when I read somebody's bio and they actually went to school to become a sex therapist. So the first question I had is, what <laughs> in the world made you decide to go learn sex therapy, study that? Yeah, so I have a funny story, actually. It really traced back to my parents trying to have the talk with me when I was about 11 or 12 years old. So I have this very distinctive memory of my parents, you know, trying to start asking the question. We were in our minivan cruising home from grandma's house after dinner. And my parents um, looked at me in the rearview mirror and just asked, you know, if you have any questions about, you know, 
sex, uh, you can ask us. <laughs> and it was very obvious to me in that moment that even though they were telling me, if you have any questions, you can ask, it was very clear that I was not supposed to ask any questions in that moment. <laughs> and uh, I remember being very confused about that and thinking, I do have a lot of questions. I'm starting to hear things, you know, from my friends on the playground at school and stuff like that. And I wanted to be able to ask. And I just felt super confused about why am I not supposed to in this moment? And so even though I had no idea what a sex therapist was, barely knew what sex was at that moment, I just remember thinking, you know, this shouldn't be so hard to talk about. Why is this so difficult? And so that really was the motivating factor that I just kind of kept coming back to that belief over and over again. Why is this so hard? Why is this so embarrassing? And so, yeah, once I got a little bit older and started realizing this actually is something that I could do for a career, uh, I started trying to figure out how exactly to go about getting that training. Because as I'm sure you guys know, there's not really a, a super clear defined career path for becoming a sexuality professional. Yeah, that's because not only did you your parents not want to talk about it. Nobody else really wants to talk about it either. Nobody wants to talk about it. <laughs> but I love your, your your story is so much like I think pretty much most of our stories. Not yours because you grew up in Europe and it was mm -hmm. a little bit different. Yeah. But but for most of us it was the same thing. Like think about that scenario, right? So you're a psychologist and your whole thing is like helping people communicate and talk to each other and, and that kind of stuff and helping them with their relationship. So what did your parents do? They waited to the worst moment, like in a car, they got their <laughs> back to you. They're looking at you in the rear view mirror and then they're having this awkward conversation, right? I think that's kind of what most of us went through in, in one awkward form or another. Well, little did they know that this was going to spark an entire career. And I guess the time you went like, oh, I'm becoming a sex therapist, by the way. If you have any questions... Feel free to ask me anything. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> you know what's great yeah. is it, had they realized that was going to be the result, they probably would have had a different type of conversation. <laughs> oh, they probably would have, yes. <laughs> but they're very, they're very cool about it now. They're super supportive, and it has helped us as adults, you know, have more open and honest conversations. Sometimes a little bit too honest. <laughs> Maybe we're going in the other direction, mm -hmm. but um, I, it's definitely you know really appreciated that now. It's a topic that we can talk about and it doesn't have that same level of shame and embarrassment that it used to. Oh, that's good. So I was curious. Uh, so do you talk about sex with your parents? Because I do like, so, you know, like being um, like a sex educator to a sexological body worker. I mean, I went through all these different trainings and same, I actually was teaching workshop when my mom came, uh, where I was teaching hands-on like um, genital massage and like, like breast massage, all of this thing for women. And she was there. She came to most of them that I did when I was in Switzerland. And I was like, I didn't think my mom was actually going to give and receive a like a pussy massage and she did and I was just like this is awesome she also used to come to me with her sex questions so I know a lot about my parents sex life and I was like it's a little awkward at first and I was like and then I thought you know it's okay it's easy for me so I'm, I'm just curious like do you even have this type of dynamic or am I just a weirdo <laughs> I love your mom. I love that she was willing to go to that and just dive fully, you know, head in, head first into that. It's so great. Um, we talk about it kind of more in the sense of my the business rather than them asking me personal questions. Mm. But we did have um, 
last year we were doing this big launch around my female orgasm course. And so I had a conversation about orgasm with my mom for the first time ever. And just sort of talking to her about, you know, what did you learn about this growing up? What did you think it was? What was your journey? And so she was definitely a, a little more uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, it was definitely <laughs> easier to talk about like, how's your business going? How many courses are you selling? than to talk about her own personal history, but she really surprised me. She did it and she was you know, very vulnerable and really open. So it was great to be able to yeah, talk about orgasm with your mom. <laughs> it's liberating. <laughs> All right. So I want to start to bring this a little bit closer around towards the sexual personality types. And what I was curious about is, so you've been working as a, as a uh, sex therapist since 2002. So that, that's a pretty good amount of time, which means you've probably worked with a lot of people throughout that time. And I'm curious, is it, is it the working with clients that where you started to notice certain patterns that were coming up again and again? So I'm, basically, I'm curious how your work kind of brought out this idea that there are certain patterns, certain types that you could kind of classify people into. Yeah, this model and pretty much all the work that I do is definitely inspired by the clients that I work with, just really starting to notice, you know, patterns and themes that were coming up over and over again. So one of the classic conversations that I would see in my sessions is there would be a couple and they'd be talking about their sex life. And there would be usually one partner who would say, you know, okay, I have a higher sex drive. I want to be having sex more often. My partner has a lower sex drive. We feel kind of mismatched in that sense. And the lower sex drive partner often would say, well, but I have sex with you. So, you know, why aren't you satisfied? It's just never enough for you. You know, I, I give you what you want. And the other partner would say, well, no, but that's not what I want. I don't want just the sex. I don't want you just throwing me a bone or doing me a favor in that kind of way. And so I started thinking about, you know, we're not just talking about sex here because it, that would be, you know, that would be resolved in these particular couples. We're not talking about that here. And so I started thinking about, you know, what else, what other dynamics are we talking about? And so I started thinking about this idea of the personality types around, you know, what is it that we're really looking to experience from sex? So for some people, sure, it is just the pure physical enjoyment of it. But for a lot of us, there are so many other dynamics that get wrapped into it that, you know, that's what we're really looking for. So I started really taking a look at all my client notes, kind of playing around with different couples when, uh, when I would see them and seeing, you know, what is it that, that, that each person is really looking to experience in the bedroom? All right. And so, so that's how you kind of put things together into the different personality types. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the main, you know, the main uh, reasoning behind this personality types is what is it that we're each looking to experience? Um, and I wanted to put it in a personality type type of quiz thing, because just like you said, at the top of the podcast, like it's fun. We all love quizzes. I take the dumbest quizzes sometimes, you know, like <laughs> what pizza topping are you? I'm like, this is so dumb, but I'm still kind of compelled to take it. <laughs> but I wanted to, you know, wanted to give people some actually genuinely useful information that could open up a conversation with their partner. And then, so that's why I think this model works well is that it feels playful and, and you know, kind of silly and fun. Um, and so it might feel a little bit easier to say, oh, I think I'm this type or maybe I'm this type or I don't even understand this type. It makes no sense to me. It just makes the conversation feel a little bit easier to open up with your partner. 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we definitely want to dive in more into the different person personality types. Uh, but before we kind of start to bring them in, um, I was curious because on your site you mentioned the Myers Briggs, the Enneagram, and so I, it's like are your personality types based or related to these different uh, types, or is it something of its own? I took a look at other personality type models when I was building this because I just wanted to see, you know, what other sorts of dynamics come up. And um, so it's not, you know, they're not based on, it's not like a Myers-Briggs test mm-hmm. or it's not an Enneagram test, but I definitely looked at little pieces of, oh yeah, an Enneagram type. I wonder if that might relate to this personality type. So I sort of used that to flesh out these initial ideas that I had had about like, this is a dynamic that I see a lot with clients. And this is another one. So yeah, I used it to sort of build it up a bit more. Well, so that's very, that's interesting. And I think important too, right? Because as you said, there's a ton of really sort of dumb, but fun tests out there. (laughs) And, And what I think is cool about this is, you know, anybody can make up a test, but if you're given your background, you know, and the people that you work with, if you're taking that personal experience, that education that you have, and then using established models to sort of flesh out what these personality types are, I guess the point that I would like to get across to people who are thinking about taking this is that it's not just a silly little thing that, you know, somebody who's doing internet marketing conjured up and decided to throw out there for fun. Like you could actually learn something from it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I've worked, you know, I've heard back from a lot of people who've taken the test and said, yeah, it was, I, you know, just nailed me, you know, reading over that. That was exactly how I relate to sex or even just, you know, looking through the types got me thinking about this aspect of my sexuality that I'd never really considered before. So it, it definitely is really useful. I want it to be fun, but <laughs> useful is the most important. <laughs> so can you give us an example of um, a common type that you see of your personality type? Is there one that tends to like be more often like describing somebody? And then I'm going to take the question to the second part. Is there a difference in gender? Do you see like that men versus women have different response or have a type? <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) So I tried to make the types, you know, I wanted them to be as represented as possible. So there were other types that I had in mind, but I was thinking, you know, I've I've seen maybe two or three people who are like this in my whole career. Um, So the ones that I, that I've, um, kind of completed the the um, quiz with are the ones that are the most common, but I can point out a couple of them and sort of share some of the dynamics that tend to come up. Um, so one of them is the decompressor. And so for the decompressor, sex is all about stress relief. It's a way that you blow off steam, you unwind, you just kind of let go of whatever chaos was going on in your day. And you really enjoy that experience after sex when you feel, you know, all that tension has just left your body. Um, So you might really enjoy just, you know, basking in that afterglow after sex is over. Maybe it puts you right into a deep sleep. (laughs) A lot of people use sex to, you know, to help them sleep. Um, So for the decompressor, I do tend to see more often that males are decompressor types than females are. Um, And sometimes that can even be a a point of frustration. I hear a lot of women in heterosexual couples will tell me like, he just goes right to sleep after sex and I'm all amped up or I want connection and, you know, and he's, he's out, he's out cold. (laughs) So that can be useful to know that, you know, that's what's going on with the decompressor. 
suppressor type. Um, another very common type is the explorer. So for explorers, sex feels like your playground. Sex is really all about trying new things, experimenting with different things. You're, they're very curious about sex and really wanting to, you know, just explore and try new things. Um, explorers don't tend to take sex too seriously. So it's not that all these experiments need to go perfectly. So an explorer <laughs> might try a new sex position and, you know, they fall out of it. Someone falls out of the bed. Like, it's not a big deal. It was just fun to have tried that. Um, so that's another super common Type. And I, I tend to see a pretty even mix of um, male and female. It might skew a little bit more towards male, but it tends to be pretty evenly mixed. Um, and then another really common one is the giver. So for the giver, sex is all about giving to your partner. You really want to see, you know, that your partner is enjoying themselves. A lot of givers will even say, my partner's experience is more important than my own experience. If my partner's not enjoying themselves, there's no way I can enjoy myself. myself. <laughs> um, and interestingly, the giver givers tend to be skewed much more masculine as well. I think a lot of people have this stereotype type of, of men as being selfish in the bedroom and it actually is definitely not the case especially with these convert types wow so that's that's actually really big because i think the stereotype really is the opposite way around the men are always mm -hmm. just taking all the time taking taking mm -hmm. so it's very interesting to hear from a professional that actually givers are more men now, w one of the things that we see in people that we work with, we see a lot of men that call themselves givers, but really they're just takers. Yeah. Um, so we don't want people to get confused with that because there are a lot of guys out there that say, oh, but I'm a giver, I'm a giver. And really all they're doing is sucking the energy out of everybody they have an encounter with. Um, well, the my experience from having worked with over thousand, like thousands by now of, of different men, it's like definitely the de decompressor right was the first one where mm -hmm. like yeah. that's number one and I also want to add something to that is I think there's a way to move beyond the decompressor because oftentimes like men who do sex a certain way without circulating energy that's really why they're so tired but there's a way to mm -hmm. you can still use sex to reduce your stress but you don't have to be totally tired afterwards yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, does not have to knock you out <laughs> exactly and then of course around the giver I was like, I, it's like, I heard this so many times. I'm a giver. And I love that we are talking about this because again, like Kevin said, it is a misconception. And, and, and I do see men want to give. They want our pleasure as women. It's so important. They're like, if she like, I just want to do a good job. I want to know she's enjoyed it. And I want to know like that she's pleased. It's more important than anything else. And, and if we could just, any women listening right now could just take this in and understand that you man is here to please you and that all it takes is for you to ask for what you want or request things and stuff and you know there are plenty of people Vanessa can help you we can help you and many others we are here to help you like ask for what you want and get your needs met in the bedroom right but if that's all that's needed you just need to speak up and you can get what you want Mm -hmm. And learn Absolutely. how to be a good receiver. That's that's kind of important too. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge, it's a skill. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't think of it as a skill, but it absolutely is. So yeah, with each type, you know, there are strengths of each type and there are challenges of each type as well. So it's really an invitation just to, to take a deeper look, take a deeper dive into your own relationship with sexuality and what are some ways that you could go even further and what are some ways that you can, um, yeah, kind of challenge some of the, the sticky points that come up for you. 
right. Awesome. All right, so we have, I'll let you ask the question, but I'll set it up a little bit. <laughs> we have a fun question. Okay. Oh, sorry. It's time to do an ad first. Go it ahead. It is. We just wanted to give a second shout out to our sponsor here. Um, before we dive more into the personality test, this is so exciting. But first, we want to ask you, are you longing for more connection, deeper intimacy, and red hot passion in your relationship? If you are a committed couple who loves each other but has lost a spark and has fallen into a boring routine, we have a special invite for you. We've created Relationship Synergy, a cutting-edge, next-level intimacy program for the modern couple to help you fire up your love life. So give us 90 days and we will help you transform your love life forever. And you can find more about Relationship Synergy at CelineRemy.com forward slash synergy. And that's how you can find it. CelineRemy.com forward slash synergy. Okay. Back to our personality types. Yes. Okay. So of, <laughs> of course, as we're, we're prepping for this, we're like, oh, I wonder what type we are. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I will admit we didn't go... Um, uh, like take a test and answer a bunch of questions. What we did was we read through all the personalities and we said, well, which ones really resonate with us? Where do we feel like this is part of who we are? Mm-hmm. Now, our list, we found it hard to narrow it down to just one, each of us. But, <laughs> but, but before we get there, we were really curious, what is your sexual personality type? <laughs> yes. So I, I like to think of the model for some people, there's definitely one that really jumps out that you're like, that is absolutely me. For most people around two to three types, they tend to really resonate with. And I think that can even be fun too, is trying to rank. Okay. I think if I had to pick this one's my top, but this is a super close second, um, that kind of thing. So the two highest ones for me, I'm definitely an explorer. Um, the one that I just described, I really, for me, sex really does feel like my playground, my opportunity just to, you know, explore and experiment and try new things. I also am very much a prioritizer. So for the prioritizer, you want sex to be something that you and your partner really prioritize in life. Um, And you might even go so far as to schedule sex because you like to have that regularity, that consistency. So there's a part of my brain that just loves (laughs) that idea, loves knowing that it's something I can rely on, that we're not, you know, using excuses about being too busy or too tired because we all have those excuses. Um, But really understanding that sex is something that my husband and I make a priority regardless of whatever else is going on in our lives. Oh, this is good. All right. So now, Celine. (laughs) Yes, I get to go. So it's very funny, Vanessa, because I have the prioritizer, (laughs) the explorer. So just same as you there. And I also added the spiritualist. And you haven't yet introduced this. And it's funny because I could have added more. And I was like, I should stop at three because I was like, oh, I relate. I was like, oh, I do relate to the giver too in this. But my top three, I was like, if I have to do top three, it's probably that. Um, And so we haven't yet spoken about the spiritualist. Do you want to introduce that new type for all of the listeners here? Yeah, so the spiritual is sex is a way of connecting yourself to some sort of higher power. And so obviously people define that in incredibly different ways, but where sex is really a deeply spiritual, transcendent experience for you. It's much more than just the physical act that we're doing. 
Mm-hmm. And that really works well because what I'm seeing is for me, um, there's a combination of like, okay, we make sex a priority. So I don't let the I'm too busy or too tired or I'm not in the mood. Like it doesn't matter. Like sex still happens. You know, these don't stop me. And yeah. then we can get into, we call it silly sex. So it doesn't <laughs> matter. You know, like we could get into like crazy laughter or like, or whatever. Yeah. Like we don't control these. And sometimes we, we'll just be like talking up a storm while we're making love and like laughing about things and trying things <laughs> and other times it will be like there'll be like beautiful music and it's kind of very trancy and we're massaging each other and then we're like penetrating and like just kind of not really talking and sometimes I like imagine energy and like I could be like let's say I'm riding Kevin and I lift my arms up and I feel I we just had that the other day right Mm -hmm. where I wasn't telling him but I literally was riding him and I lift my arms up and I was imagining that I was tapping into the creative source of everything right that one place where we all come from and I literally was seeing this kind of like gold light and energy and that I could like just tap into this and that I was becoming this conduit this vessel through my body and so Kevin is inside me right because we're making love and I'm not saying anything and all of a sudden he starts to like shake and shiver and move like this like because he could feel like energy pouring Mm -hmm. into his body just from me doing this and nothing had been said verbally and it just Mm -hmm. you know it's all happening in the moment like it's not very super like obvious but that was so cool because that's literally how that um that element played into our lovemaking session that time yeah, yeah, it's it's really really cool. The, uh, that energetic exchange is such an important part of the experience for the spiritualist. You know, really being able to feel that kind of connection and that flow of energy. So it's so cool that you had such a yeah a recent experience with it. And it also just goes to show how many different flavors of sex we can have. I think that a lot of us we get a, a sort of tunnel vision of sex has to look this way or be this way, and we really forget that there's this entire range of experience that we can have with it. Absolutely. And I love that you brought that up. And don't worry, Kevin, we're coming back to your personality. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're going to tell us your different flavors. But uh-huh. I love what you're saying, the, the different flavors. Um, I like to call it like the buffet of sex when I talk with my clients, because I feel like most people are on a fast food type sex where all they know is this one lane that goes really fast and it's not very fulfilling. And I'm like, no, let's make it this buffet experience. It's never ending. Yeah. And it's like, there's tons of food on the table. You can try anything you want. <laughs> It keeps like replenishing itself. And that's really once you start to approach sex from that perspective, mm-hmm. sex becomes so much better and you let go of the expectation that it has to look a certain way. And that's when like it opens up to a totally new dimension. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have that in common. I always love using food analogies. (laughs) I love a food analogy. We can get that. It's a buffet. All these different flavors. (laughs) Absolutely. So Kevin, tell us about your personalities. What did you pick? Okay. So, uh, I also was, was trying to limit it to just three and then, and then I was like, but really I got to throw one more in there. So (laughs) I, I have the Explorer, which we all have. Uh-huh. Um, which I, you know, I think for us, we're like you were just describing. Sex can be very different from session to session, mm-hmm. and it can be anything from silly sex to crazy hot sex to just <laughs> de-stressing to whatever. Like there's this huge yeah. range of the way it shows up every time, and we love that. And we've learned uh, not to set any expectations, and however it is in that moment, that's how it is, and that's beautiful, you know. Um, so definitely the explorer. 
also the prioritizer because this is like one of the big things that we teach people all the time, you know, like scheduled date nights and, you know, all these different um, sort of tools that they can use to make sure that sex is a priority in their life. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, this is this is literally not only what we teach, but what we do. So I, that's got to <laughs> yeah. be on the list. <laughs> and then as I was reading down the types, I also, and we did this separately, by the way, she did hers and I did mine. We were like, oh, yeah. we were in our little corners <laughs> taking it by ourselves, you know, and then we compared notes again. But I also had the spiritualist on there as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is something that we try to to teach a lot of people and some people just get it and some people really don't get it, this whole idea of the spiritualist thing. Because for us, sex really is a spiritual experience. And if you approach it that way, especially if you've learned enough skills to be better than your normal, you know, three to seven minute lovemaking, you reach these levels that literally you're having a spiritual experience. It's probably the closest thing that most people will experience in a human body to God, as they say, you know. And so that's just such a huge part of it for us. And we try to tell people, like, if you could just learn how to do this, (laughs) what you would experience will be so much bigger, so much better, so amazing. Like, you won't even believe it. And they just look at you like deer in headlights. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm realizing that... Yeah, I'm realizing now that maybe it's because they're not the spiritualist type, so that might be a little hard for them to understand. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, so stereotypical, but as I'm reading down, I almost didn't put it on the list, but I'm like, I got to be honest with myself. I had to throw the giver on there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I, I, as a man, it is actually, it really is important to me that you are enjoying it and that it's all good for you. And, you know, as a younger man, I could have sex without really any attachments or not really worrying too much about, you know, even though I always, I always cared if for some reason she didn't, I was like, well, you know, okay. But as I've gotten older, actually, it literally limits my enjoyment. Mm -hmm. So in other words, if she's not into it and she's not really wanting to do it, I don't actually, I I don't enjoy it because I'm too like... Like we both, this is a co-creation. We got to be in this together. It's not just about me here, you know, getting off. And so uh, I realized uh, when reading those, that the, the giver kind of has to be on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. My husband's the same. That one's high on his list as well. So <laughs> Lucky us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so now that we've described some of them and that's not all of them, and we might have time to introduce a few more, but we were curious about, are there there are types that are more or less compatible. Oh, yeah. Like- <laughs> yes, yeah. So this is a, another part of the model that um, if I know you guys are going to share the link for how people can find it in yes, the yes, report yes. that I give. Yeah, I, I talk about what particular ones can be challenging, you know, certain challenges that can come up between different types. And I also just want to normalize, you know, every couple has dynamics that are going to be challenging. So it's not that, you know, if you're one type and your partner is another type, you guys might as well break up right now. You know, we all, <laughs> we all have our stuff to work through for sure. Um, so one of the one of the challenging match matchups is between the spiritualist and the pleasure seeker. So we haven't talked about the pleasure seeker yet. Mm-hmm. That is the type that they really genuinely just enjoy the physical experience of sex. So I've talked to pleasure seekers before about this model, you know, this personality type model, and they've said like. 
I don't even understand what you're talking about. Like, it's just sex. Like we do it because it feels good. <laughs> They're just so one track minded about it. Um, and, and for them, you know, it's a, a great experience. It can still be a lot of fun, very enjoyable, but it really just is about the pure physical pleasure. And so that can be a challenge with the spiritualist because the spiritualist is wanting to have this deeper, richer, energetic experience. Whereas the pleasure seeker is really just wanting to have that pure physical pleasure of it. So again, it's not a total deal breaker. What this really comes down to is just being able to have conversations with each other where you share, this is the kind of experience that I'm looking to have. This is why I like to have it. This is what it feels like for me. You know, just for the two of you to feel like you can understand each other um, and and be able to, you know, relate to what it is that you're wanting to experience. I think this is one of those things like, you know, when you meet somebody, you want to find out uh, what their Eastern sign is, their Western sign, <laughs> what, what their uh, Myers-Briggs is, yeah. and, and this one. <laughs> people please please for the sake of your long-term relationship find out if you're aligned sexually <laughs> well and then most importantly is it's kind of like when you learn each other's love language you may not speak your partner's love language at first but because you're choosing that person you're learning to speak that language in a way that they can receive it and i feel like it's very similar with the sexual personality type like you're saying yes you may be a pleasure seeker but it doesn't mean you don't want to experience deeper spiritual, like that's the deeper connection. And just because you're more of a spiritualist doesn't mean you wouldn't go for like some really fun yeah, exploration, exactly. seeking pleasure. It's just like of understanding the dynamic and sometimes my, one might need it like more than the other. So you're like, let's give it to you the way that you like it most today. Yeah. And, and then sometimes it's also a gift to your partner to be like, let's do it your way. Just like the other night when I said, let's watch any movies you want. It's like, it's my gift to you. Could be the same in the bedroom, right? Let's do anything exactly. you want sexually. My body is yours. <laughs> okay, it's time exactly. to wrap things up, everybody. And, uh, <laughs> just kidding. And you bring up a good point, too, that it can be fun to role play all the different types, too. So even if there's one that you're, you don't really relate to, could you still try having that flavor of sex? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times it just, a lot of people don't even realize that that's what their partner was looking to experience or that that even was an option. So again, that's why this really just comes back to opening up conversations and helping us realize, oh, that's what you're wanting to experience. Okay, sure. That sounds fine to me. <laughs> I love this because you're, it's not about trapping you into a box and saying you're this and this is you stuck forever. It's about yeah. opening up a dialogue and a conversation. And it's mm -hmm. also about being willing to explore beyond the comfort zone. Because ultimately, once you've been in a relationship for multiple years, you know that it's so easy to get into a routine, right? And people are like, oh, well, if I just learned, like read the Kama Sutra or got these new sex yeah. toys. And <laughs> well, they can help to a certain degree they, they're just a band-aid they're never going to fix what's going on and mm -hmm. so being able to have those tools like this a sexual personality type can help you be like you know we've never experienced it or, or I've never played as a giver or whatever that is and it's like what would it look like for me because you're not mm -hmm. even like even though you have those descriptions of what the types are you're not saying you do a b c d and that's all you're doing so you're yeah. giving people a way of like well this is what you you usually like or how it looks like for you and then it i think it sparks this inquiry of like how does it express itself through me 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. You you totally nailed it. Yeah. So it, I definitely never want it to feel like, you know, this is just who you are and you're locked into that box and that's it. It's just a, a way to start a conversation, to start an exploration and, and a curiosity. Too. So I have a new question that just came up. So the question that was on the list to ask next, I think we kind of covered already, which is like once somebody goes through uh, the test and finds out what they are, like how can they use this information? And and I think we covered mm-hmm. that pretty good about what that means. But one of the things that popped into my head as as we were going through that part of the exchange is I'm wondering if you've ever seen somebody who showed up to work with you as one type and through the course of working with you realized that maybe they shifted and now they're a different type. That's a really interesting question. Let me think about that for a second. I don't, you know, one thing that definitely does, uh, I I think a, a huge part of my work is helping people overcome shame and embarrassment. And so, you know, we, a lot of us have a lot of blockages in place that prevent us from experiencing, you know, our full sexuality. And so a lot of times, it's, you know, there's sort of this uh, unveiling process of like, oh, once I get all these blockages out of the way, here's what my, you know, my true self is. So I don't know if I'd say, you know, I started with someone who was a giver and then they, you know, changed to the spiritualist um, through the course of the work, but somebody who might not ever have identified themselves as a spiritualist beforehand then starts Mm. to realize, oh yeah, that actually is at the core of my experience. That's, that's cool. That's awesome. So um, tell our listeners where they can find where they can find more about you, uh, what's happening in your life, where they can find. Of course, the link to the test will be in the comment section, and and if it, mm-hmm. if you go to the site, it's in there too. But if you have a link, like please give them anything so that they can also learn more about their sexual personality types. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, definitely go to the link that will be in the show notes because that'll send you over to download the quiz. You can figure out which one you are, get you know the full report of all the different types. Um, you can also just find me at my website, vmtherapy.com. So it's my, niche, my initials, vmtherapy.com. We have a really great weekly email newsletter that we send out every Friday. You get free tips and advice and techniques and we cover a different monthly topic. And then I'm also on social media. Um, I most frequently use Instagram and I am V Marin therapy over there. So I would love to connect with you on Instagram as well. Awesome, Vanessa. So we always have a special question for our guests. (laughs) And that's how we always end the show here. We want to know what's your best sexual talent? Ooh, my best sexual talent. Oh my gosh, I have a lot of different uh <laughs> lots of different answers <laughs> coming to mind. We've got time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the first was just a my my head first went in purely technique. I'm very good at blowjobs. <laughs> I really enjoy blowjobs. Those are a lot of fun for me. So um, <laughs> and then I want a little bit more Then the next answer that popped into my mind was just communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's just kind of coming back full circle to what we started talking about is that, um, I, you know, in my own, per, my own personal life with my husband, we've gotten really good at being able to communicate about sex, even when we're feeling embarrassed, even when we're feeling old layers of shame surface. Um, and our sex life has really become so magical and special because of that emphasis on communication that we really, you know, both work on. And then it also is a huge part of my professional life as well. You know, I love to think that 
I help other people feel more comfortable communicating about sex and trying to set a, a good example for it. Um, but that's definitely, it's really just the core of everything that I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I love about asking that question to people <laughs> is that what it really shows is that you walk the talk. Right. So that's what I love about it is it, is it pulls out from people. Like when you ask them, you, you kind of turn the focus back on them. It's no longer about, oh, I'm here to teach you. It's like, well, what do you actually do in your real life? So I love to hear that you use this stuff in your own personal relationship and that you've seen wonderful benefits from it because that just shows everybody that it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Everything that I do in my work, it's really, you know, I, I make sure to practice it on my own as well. And a lot of times it just originates from, okay, I'm really struggling with this. I've got to figure out, you know, what's some sort of thing that we can do together that I can explore on my own. Um, and definitely, you know, you guys mentioned in my bio that my husband has started working with me just in the last couple of years. And once he became part of the business as well, that just opened up a whole new realm for us to have these kinds of conversations and share, you know, yeah, we're a real couple and we drive each other crazy sometimes and we have really boring sex sometimes. And we, you know, we go through a lot of the challenges that everyone else does. And so we like to be super transparent about that and say, you know, we don't have everything figured out, but what we do have is a commitment to keep trying new things and to keep putting that effort into it. Um, And I hope that that serves as an inspiration for other couples that, you know, we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to have everything figured out. We just have to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very well said. That's so true. That's <laughs> life, right? Yeah. Thank you for being such great role models. Thank you for sharing <laughs> your wisdom with our audience. Make sure you all go to vmtherapy.com to figure out your quiz, find more about Vanessa, stay, stay connected with her. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Um, thank you so much, Vanessa. Thank you so much. I had such a blast with you guys. You had great questions. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thank you. <laughs> all right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab podcast. If you enjoyed this show, leave a comment and share it with your friends. And if you want more, we have an entire digital library with the best sex tips and relationship advice at CelineRemy.com. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y.com. So join us in the sex vault to continue this adventure. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.